Hello, my name is James Pikeway, and welcome to the Creative Mornings in Dubai podcast and our 67th Breakfast Lecture Series. In this podcast, you're going to be listening to Priyo Mehta talk about her journey in design, from studying classical design to becoming a chef. It was an inspiring, interesting, inviting, and ultimately a wonderful talk that gives us permission to really look outside the boundaries of what we've studied and what we love. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to Priyo Mehta. Good morning, everyone. Super duper excited to be here today and um, very grateful to be part of uh, the Creative Mornings. And first of all, I just wanted to thank um, uh, James, Kat, and uh, Lean and Randa uh, for giving me the opportunity to be here today and also the confidence to be here because I've never done anything like this before. So um, this is definitely something different from um, me. And um, so, yeah, today I'm going to share with you my journey of how I became a chef. My name is Priyal. And um, so, yeah, so when uh, initially when we started, uh, can you guys hear me better now? Okay. So initially when we started discussing what are we going to talk about, like with Kat, she brought me to a really good realization. So um, we said that, okay, so my life is not like I didn't design my life the way for the way it was supposed to be, but... Uh, it unraveled beautifully because of design. And I wanted to take you through my journey of uh, my journey so far as a chef and how I came to be here today. Okay, so uh, initially I had never ever imagined myself uh, to be in this career path. Uh, I've always been a very creative person, but I never uh, thought myself thought of myself to be a chef. So initially, like I always, I always loved like art and design, technology in school, and I always pursued that. And when I before I went to college, um, like you know, the reason why I went to Parsons was because I wanted to. It was the only place which uh, offered a degree which was both uh, design and business at the same time. And I loved both of those things. And at that time, it was the only college which provided such a de degree. So I initially went to Parsons in New York to study strategic design and management. And uh, so at that time, like after that, I went into uh, like, you know, I went into brand management and I was working in FMCG uh, corporate brands for two to three years. But I always felt like, you know, my inkling was always towards like food and I wanted to pursue something in the food space, but I didn't know how to uh, professionally pursue it. So I finally thought like, okay, now I have to do it. Like I'm still able to like, you know, while I'm in the US, I want, uh, I want to go back and I want to go to culinary school and try to pr uh, pursue this professionally. And so I went back to New York in 2017 and I went to the Natural Gourmet Institute and I did a full chef training program there. And um, after that, I stayed back in New York for a while. And I worked in like three different restaurants, uh, like squeeze my time. Like, of course, like when you go to the US, like you're on a very tight timeline because they also want to send you out very soon. So I had like a very constrained timeline where I wanted to pack all the experiences I could uh, because I'm also, I grew up vegetarian and New York City is a perfect place because there's so many different plant-based uh, restaurants there. So I wanted to pack in all the experiences I could. 
So literally like from six in the morning till 12 in the night, like, you know, six days a week, like back to back, I would rotate between three of those restaurants and uh, pack in all the experiences I could while I was in New York, because I knew I had to come back very soon and I wanted to work in all the places I could. Um, and so I came back uh, to Dubai in 2018 and um, I was like, okay, so I'm like a plant-based chef. And at that time there weren't that many plant-based restaurants uh, in Dubai. And so that's when I was like, okay, I'm gonna start something on my own straight away. And that's when I created my brand Dulce de Mirchi. And so that was how it started off is I started off with creating pop-up events. I started teaching classes to people in Dubai and that's how my uh, journey began in the space. So uh, when you look at my food, uh, so a lot of my food, uh, so to give you a little bit of a background, I grew up in Thailand and Hong Kong. So a lot of my, uh, a lot of the flavors and a lot of the dishes I create are inspired by that region. So like, of course, like a lot of people look at me and they're like, oh, she probably makes Indian food, of course. But of course I do, I do make Indian food also. Uh, but actually for me, like Thai food and Indian food are equally staple food because I, I spent so much time growing up in Thailand. And so uh, a lot of my flavors are inspired by uh, that region. And um, so, yeah, so like for me, one of my main goals uh, when creating these experiences and designing these experiences were to like, you know, I wanted to change uh, like, you know, the stigma around uh, plant-based food. Because for a lot of people, a lot of people came to me and they're like, okay, like, you know, uh, plant-based plant food is not, uh, or like vegetarian food or vegan food is not as exciting. And there was something like, you know, I wanted to change that and I wanted to create an experience so that when people left, they felt like, no, I went for like a vegan or vegetarian dinner, but it was really exciting and something very different to what I thought uh, I, I would regularly have. And so that started becoming like my motivation around designing this experiences. So like, how do I design the experience from when I'm developing the menu all the way to when the diner comes so that it's it's a very different experience and it opens people's minds to a different, uh, different type of cuisine or type of food or, or a different lifestyle. So um, yeah, so when you look at my food, because I've grown up like in different places and I'm originally from India, like I wouldn't, I don't like to use the word uh, fusion or like, you know, but it comes to be like a, literally like a different melange of flavors from like, you know, my different, the different cities I've lived in and um, uh, my, my Indian background. So it's like a, it's a play on like different flavors. And so when I'm planning uh, like an experience for someone, like I think of everything from like, you know, like the initial stage of like menu development, like how do I want the diner to feel when they're coming here and how, and think about like, you know, someone who regularly doesn't eat maybe like plant-based cuisine, what are they thinking about in their head? How can I change their notion through the colors I'm using, um, through like, you know, the way something is plated, through the moment they put something in their mouth, what are the different textures they're feeling, what are the different like aromas which they're coming, which are coming to them. So there are so many different things like I think about when I'm planning uh, these menus. Uh, so this is, uh, this is just a picture of uh, a supper club. So I, I don't know how familiar you guys are with supper clubs uh, in Dubai. So when I came in 2018, I initially started doing this and 
it was literally the best uh, it was literally the best thing ever because it's a group of strangers coming together from different different fields like you know like this table specifically i think it was like nine people with like 12 different nationalities and all all from all fields of work and it was so nice like everyone came together and everyone was sharing like you know their uh their different experiences and also like coincidentally everyone in this group like no one was vegetarian so it was very it was very interesting and it was it was it was a, it was a great uh great dinner um so yeah so i thought that i would take you through um an exciting uh, design project which i did and uh i thought that this would be the perfect uh example to share with all of you so this was uh so i one of my uh friends from parsons she was an architecture and when she also came back to india and i was in india for a while as well and she approached me and she was like why don't we do something together like she all her work is has like a lot of like a playful take on it and my food also has a playful take on it she's like this would be such a perfect collaboration if we did something together and i was like that sounds amazing so uh initially we started with just both of us in the collaboration and then slowly from two ladies we became like six seven ladies and we had more and more collaborators like joining us so we had um like someone like we had like different copywriters we had an architect we had a sommelier we had um who else did we have we had someone who was making furniture so we had all kinds of different people in this team and it was it was uh super exciting uh so we came up uh, with this concept called stranger than than familiar and it was a very uh playful uh experience it was a playful eating experience as it says and basically what we did is uh we took over a furniture store in mumbai and the furniture store was beautifully um uh divided into different rooms within the furniture store and we created a different experience within each of these rooms which I'll take you through more in um in a while and so yeah so this was one of the, I wanted to show you one of the planning processes we went through to uh design the experience so we had like six seven different rooms and each room had like a different let's say like a like a board game or like a something like that so this one was like a tic tac toe for one of the things so initially how we did it cuz my friend was in another city and i was in a different city so we we communicated through drawings and visuals cuz that's how we would communicate our ideas together so if you see on the the top side is uh like we created our drawings and compiled them together and we were like okay how are we going to execute this so initially we did uh we drew and like I was like okay this is the kind of food I want to make and she's like this is the kind of these are the kind of uh objects I have and the kind of board games I have and how can we combine them together so we did that first and then the next stage was uh we had our graphic designer and copywriter to come and have like these playful terms so the the tic tac toe for that one she said trade turn strangers into friends and so we had <laughs> so we had um the next stage was like in surat where my friend uh, priyanka her brand name is out of the shed she was creating uh these wooden board uh, board games for the tic tac toe so over here was the process of them creating the actual board game and then i was here testing different matcha cookies and earl grey cookies for people to do the exchange and finally like you can see like at the experience we had people coming in and it was very 
I was very surprised because honestly, like what I was speaking to someone earlier is that in India, people I felt were not as open to like these kind of experiences and for us to ask them to come into a room and we did not tell them this in advance. They showed up and we were like, hi guys, so now we're going to split you up from your friends. You're not going to be with your friends tonight. And we mixed everyone up and basically uh, the furniture store was two levels and we had our copywriters basically become like these mini guides for the night where they kind of like split everyone up and it was someone's birthday and she's like, oh, I really want to be with my husband. And we're like, unfortunately not tonight. Um, so we really took people out of their comfort zones. And so um, we all went into different, like the groups were divided and everyone went into um, different rooms and like, you know, we had like different wines paired with each of the games and the different foods. So there were many different things like to break the ice for people. And in that way, it was uh, really great. But it turned out to be a very like playful, um, successful uh, event because first of all, it was be making people out of their comfort zone to what they were usually used to. And then uh, we basically took them through different food experiences which were where they were playing like different games basically. Um, so another really fun one was my friend Priyanka, her speciality of her uh, out of the shed is spinning tops. So how she initially uh, like started her brand was by making these really playful uh, wooden spin tops. And so she was like, I really want to incorporate this in the food experience somehow. And I was wondering, okay, how are we gonna do this? And then I was like, okay, we can have like an edible spin top. And if you see on the bottom there, there are these really playful spin pads. And so I was like, okay, I need to think of something which can go inside this where people can be like, you know, kind of playing with their food while they're eating. So, um, so here, uh, beautifully, the copywriter has written, we loop and cycle into our habits. So we did, uh, I made a mulberry beer popsicle and so if you can see here, I went through a lot of testing to make it functioning, <laughs> but it finally worked. Um, so it's, we put like, you know, literally like I took like a big box of dry ice and stuffed all these mulberry beer popsicles into this box. And one of the stations were literally a table of all these different spin pads. And we did a, a like a combination of the edible ones and her traditional wooden spin pads. And we like use these spin pads to Literally, people were spinning their food on these pads. Um, it was really fun. This one, this was one of my favorite stations. It was a really good one. I'll just show you one more example of what we did. Um, so this one was, uh, we also had like a cheese board. And uh, so <laughs> this was uh, the tree of as associations evoke smiles. So she had like these lovely, like everything she does is made out of wood and brass. So we had a bunch of these little like trees where like they rotate and spin and people could go and take out, you know, hook off their own like strawberries and cheese and whatever else there was there. So this was amazing as well. And uh, the last one, one of the other ones we did was effortlessness is a childlike instinct. So she had made this platform and I had put like these different cupcakes on it. So overall it was like a very, this was another example as well. Um, so yeah, this was one of the, the projects which I had also, uh, this a very fun project for us. And um, yeah, so this is what I had in mind to share. And that's all. <laughs> <laughs>
very nice uh, presentation. Thank you. And I just wanted to ask you, I, you mentioned you're a vegetarian or vegan? So I'm, I'm, I'm vegetarian, so I grew up in a vegetarian family. So I've actually been vegetarian my whole life. But primarily, like, like I would say, like eighty percent of the time, I don't consume dairy. But I do, I do consume. I wouldn't is say I'm there, vegan. Is there vegan or vegetarian? Uh, so I do both. both. I do okay. both. But most of my supper clubs are vegan. So okay. yeah. So I really enjoy the uh, plant-based. Yes, I, the majority of my food is vegan. It's just a few things which I do. So for some of my clients, which are vegetarian, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, so I think like over time, like I've created more of a system to like, you know, so one of the things which is very important to me is consistency. Like, for example, if I give, so what I do is like, I plan, uh, so there's like a lot of things like from like for, if you're talking about the supper club experience, which we saw a slide where there was a communal table. So usually how that works is like, you know, I'll post on Instagram that these are the dates and then people will sign up for them. But I'm on my own right now. So I do everything from the back end to the cooking and then the execution. So it's a, it involves like a lot of stuff, including like, you know, designing the actual menu um, and everything like that. So, so yes, it is, it is a lot of operational work. Um, I would say like, I obviously I enjoy the cooking part of it the most and uh, the design part of it the most. But yes, operation, like over time, um, I've come up, like, you know, things have become more easier I would say like in terms of like through practice like I've figured out how to arrange it but yes there's a lot of operational it's more of like getting people like getting the people to come and also uh in terms of you know making sure that like you know it's more of the payment and those kind of things which I would say the operational things but um otherwise I would say it's more of like I'm quite used to the rest of the process now but it's it's a lot and I think over time like I would like to have more people in and helping the thing. I don't know if that answers your question. Exactly. So it's easier for like, yeah, I feel like it's like the same kind of routine, like in terms of like, you know, planning, like, you know, like the grocery shopping and the inviting the people, making sure that they've got the location, all of those things. Um, and of course, actually like setting up the actual ambience like for the night and everything. But other than that, like, I feel like the bulk of the work goes in uh, designing the menu and executing it. But there definitely is like a big part of the operations as well. <laughs> yeah. Question for you, Zoom. Tandy would love to know what you think your next steps will be. What do you think your next adventure will look like? So for me, I. Um, so I actually, like, I have like a lot of different ideas of, uh, what I would like to do. Uh, but at the moment, uh, I still see myself, uh, continuing with the private dinners and supper clubs for a while, for like a while. Um, but what I would eventually like to do is have more workshops, uh, where I'm teaching people like, you know, like I see like having like a, if possible to have like a structure where I can bring more people in, where you're teaching people how to make plant-based foods. Because I think what a lot of people struggle with is like for someone who doesn't cook vegetarian food, it's very difficult to accept like, you know, like how can I only be cooking vegetarian food? And I, even though I've always been vegetarian, I really 
I really like understand what they're talking about because if you're so used to like you know cooking with meat or not cooking at all then it's intimidating and I feel like for me like the goal would be like how can I create a structure where I can involve more people to teach people how to make plant-based food and make it easy for them and make it more accessible and affordable for them and because a lot of people also associate plant-based foods to be expensive and and of course, like, you know, how can I work around all of these things to make it a more manageable lifestyle for someone, but teach someone how to do it themselves? So of course, I would love to create these experiences still, but how can you make it like so that uh, someone can learn it themselves and incorporate it in their day-to-day -day life? So I feel like eventually I would love to have some kind of structure where I, I along with a group of maybe other, like, you know, a group of uh, chefs can teach people how to make this kind of food and make it easy for them and not intimidating. So I think that's what the goal would be. Firstly, to answer your question, I feel like uh, the specific uh, playful games and stuff which you see here, that was um, with my collaboration with my friend and I've already told her that I would like to bring some of these structures here to Dubai and when she comes to Dubai, I wanna do a pop-up with her again so people in Dubai can experience this. But in general, my food in terms of the flavors and the way it is, is it has a playful take on like what you, on, to what you would traditionally expect to it. So that is for that question. And for the second question for the supper club scene exploding, uh, you're absolutely correct. It is definitely exploding. And I feel like there are more and more people coming onto this. Uh, there are more and more people starting supper clubs now. And I find that very exciting to see because um, I, like it's really great to see more and more people like, you know, I feel like, like, you know, it's like a nice kind of, it's, a, it's been a beautiful way to bring people together. And, and it's also like a very supportive community on its own. So it's really nice to see that uh, for sure. Yeah. And you are right. So, yeah. There's actually an actual platform now, right? Yes, yes, yes. There, there's, there, there, there's so many different, um, like, I feel like even within the supper clubs, like people, like I've been to so many supper clubs myself, even though there aren't many people who do vegetarian uh, or accommodate to vegetarian supper clubs. But um, it's been really great. Like I've also done like collaborations, like we did uh, collaborate uh, to raise like funds like for COVID in India. Like we did that this year, like we had four different chefs working together and we took over a restaurant and we did a pop-up. So in that way, like everyone has really like come together and it's been great that way. Yeah. So um, to tell you my design process, uh, the way I usually when I'm planning a new menu, my first, like I'm a very visual person. So the way it goes for me is to take out a notebook and sketch my ideas of what I envision the menu to be, like through drawings. So for me, that's the way I start 100% always is like pen to paper, 100%. So I'll give you an example of one of the dishes. Um, one second. So... Literally, like I had left, um, uh, like I was on a flight from Bangkok to Dubai and I had just spent a whole week, a beautiful week in Bangkok, like eating lovely Thai food. And I was thinking on my flight, okay, uh, I'm going back to Dubai and I was thinking of a dessert in my head. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do on my next supper club as a dessert? And so I came up with this bottom picture, which you see with the gelato in the middle. So I was like, okay, I love... I love sticky rice, mango, and I love another dessert called top ten crop. And so I was like, okay, I want to try create both of these dishes 
<laughs> I want to try to create both of these dishes together. And so I ended up uh, sketching while I was on the plane, like on a, like a napkin, literally. I was like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I want. And I was like, when I go, go back to Dubai, I'll test it all out. But this is, I feel like I think very, I do this a lot on flights. Like I like to draw things out. So I ended up making a dessert where this is um, a pandan coconut gelato in the middle. And then uh, it's submerged in pandan infused coconut milk. And there's coconut lychee jelly cubes. Sorry. <laughs> 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 yes, I don't mind. I would be very down for that. <laughs> Bringing like these different things. Then we had like sticky rice, like balls inside, and we had Thai mango, and then I had like sago, and then I also had basil seeds because there is like an Indian um, drink. It's called Faluda. And you have rose milk with basil seeds in it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw the basil seeds in there too. And so I made this whole dessert. And like first, like my mom was like, okay, what is this? Like, you know what? And then like I brought this to the supper clubs. And like the only thing is this is seasonal because I only use, like I won't use a Thai mango when it's not in season. So I'm very particular about that. But so when the season Thai Thai mango season does come around, you guys can come and try this um, dessert. But so this is like this is not. I wouldn't say this is a traditional Thai dish, but it was kind of like a uh, like you know a like a hybrid of like the different Thai desserts I enjoy, and plus my own take on it as well. So that's how I came about the dish was by literally I drew this out, and for me, drawing is how I think of my dishes uh, primarily. And also if you notice, like a lot of my food is very colorful. So whenever I plan the food, like I always plan also the colors and the different textures. So I try to have in every dish, all the different textures going around. Cause you don't want something which is too soft and then too, like you want like someone to experience different flavors, different colors, different textures all in once. And that's what I feel like when people come for the plant-based things, they're like, oh, I never knew you can have this texture. I can't, like, you know, so it's a bit, like, it's it's different for them too. And also, like, through colors, it changes, like, the perception of, you look at a color of a dish and you think, you associate colors to certain things. So sometimes I do, I make dishes so that, okay, you're comfortable. You're like, okay, this is green and I was expecting it to do. But then I might make something red and you might be expecting something completely different. So, like, I, that's how I incorporate, like, an element of surprise also in the dishes by throwing you off the colors sometimes. So I feel like it's nice to have like a mix of like different elements of surprise going on and also some familiarity at the same time. So it's like a play on both things, I would say. Yeah. I don't know if that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also to answer your question about the do I change the menu? Yes. So before COVID, every month was a new menu. So I would, uh, I would do the same menu for one month and then the next month I would change the menu and the next month. Recently it's been more uh, like I stopped doing supper clubs for a long time in COVID and I was doing delivery menus and that's how I changed. So now I do both supper clubs and delivery menus. So I do both of them at the same time. Uh, but I would like to go back to doing the new menu every month because that's what spoils my creative process. And I love, I love that change and I love um, you know, constantly changing things up. And people are very, have been very open and looking forward to, and they come back for the new menu. So 
Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so that's a really good question. Um, we had, um, one second. So we did, what we did basically, it was a one-off thing. So I was only in India for a certain time and I wanted to do this collaboration with my friends. So we only had these specific dates to work in the venue which the person was giving us the venue. So it was a one-off thing, but we already decided that we want to do many more together. It's obviously difficult because I don't live in India, she lives in India, and um, like we work very well together for like creating such an experience. So it's definitely, we are gonna create more together like this. And she's also open coming to Dubai, so it's gonna be great if she can, if we can recreate this in Dubai as well. Um, but uh, the feedback part was very important. So what I was, I was honestly very worried about how people would perceive this. First of all, um, coming to such a venue and then being split up like from your friends. Cause I would say from my experience in India is um, like a lot of people like to be in their familiar friends group and they don't like to be split up from that. Versus here in Dubai where I know, so I go to supper, I've been to supper clubs on my own. I've had people come to my supper clubs on my own, I mean on their own. So it's like, they're open to meeting new people and making new friends and the context is very different. So in India where this event happened, we, I was a bit worried like, but I was like, you know, it's okay. Like you have people going around, you have different, the experience itself is, you're asking people to interact with one another. So I, I wasn't too worried about like, you know, how, it being awkward in any way or anything because that's part of the whole experience and the playfulness in the experience is that it would resolve this issue on its own. So that was there for sure. Of course, like we had like different feedback uh, of like, you know, how we could have set it up. So we had like seven different stations where, you know, some people might have gone for the main course first, someone had to go for dessert first because it was a certain thing. So. Our goal would be to how can we incorporate it so that, you know, for me, like it's totally okay to have dessert first and have main course in the end. Like I don't have a particular order, but I understand that, you know, for some people that might not be in the comfort zone. And also, for example, the popsicles, which you saw, initially we were like, oh my God, yes, this is so exciting. Like the popsicles are working. And by the end of the night, I went to the station where people were there and the popsicles had melted and stuff like that. So there are a lot of things we did have to take into consideration of how can we improve the overall situation given that India is extremely hot. <laughs> and like We had like all these different things to consider. But I always, always, always very, very open to feedback. And I think it's very important to listen to people, especially like food is a very subjective matter. So I always listen to people and hear what they have to say for sure, yeah. Yes. Did you stain anything? It's really bugging me. Did you, did anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So actually, yes. So we literally placed our food, our these uh, melting popsicles, on, on, which are mulberry, which is like you know, uh, no. But we 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 didn't damage anything. Everything was okay. Um, but of course, like we laid out like we laid out things in a way like people were okay like we even had like noodle like a noodle bowl situation on the top floor like you know people having noodles and like soup and like but luckily nothing it was okay like it was like i feel like the the vessels which my friend designed was so uh like you know friendly for people to walk around and not create like spillage 
or anything. So we actually didn't have that as an issue. <laughs> so she was one of the collaborators, uh, the, the owner of the furniture store. She was the one who allowed us to you know, take the venue and literally go into every nook and cranny of a furniture store and do whatever we wanted to do. <laughs> but only in India. I don't think anyone in Dubai would allow that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks. You've been listening to the Creative Mornings in Dubai podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time. And I hope you will be able to join us in the future at one of our events. You want to find out more about us? Google Creative Mornings, all one word, and Dubai. Again, thank you very much for listening. So long for now.